what are some questions that you guys have been sending in for the last couple of months? Our goal is to help you in the best way possible to level up your sales skills. And therefore, we think that it will be great to answer some questions on our 100th episode. So what are your questions? Welcome to Steady Improvement, the place where you level up your sales skills and achieve your sales goals. In today's episode, we're going to answer some questions that we have gotten from you guys, our listeners, and we're really excited to do so. If you didn't manage to send us some questions this time, feel free to give us an email which we have in our show notes and we will try to answer it in the next Q&A episode. First question out is, what do you think are the most important qualities for a salesperson? This is a great question and there will be many different answers to this question depending on who you ask, but we're really going to try to nail this question as good as we can from our experience we have developed and a couple of things we think is important are the following. Have a strong will to improve and learn. Having an easy time to talk to other people. Having an easy time to like other people. Being genuinely interested in other people. Having a lot of discipline. And being extremely ambitious. Question number two is, what part of the sales process are you least comfortable with and why? We're having jobs in real estate business and are working in real estate as agents. And to get some kind of context, I think it's important that you know that. And we would like to probably say that tough competition to get clients, especially when you work in a really big city, to get a ton of leads were more of a problem beforehand, but not so much these days. But in our business, the person who gets the most and hottest leads usually wins. So that is a thing that we try to get better at, making sure that we optimize our prerequisites to get more leads. Number three is, what is worse, missing budget or having an unhappy customer, and why? This is a great question, and we think that a lot of people would answer different to this one, depending on what kind of sales you work in. But we would for sure say that having an unhappy customer is the worst thing. If it would be the case of making a sale and hitting your budget and getting an unhappy customer or not making the sale but we leave with an extremely happy customer that will recommend us down the line, why is this the case? We answer it in this way because we believe to 100% in the power of word of mouth and if you have an exceptional product and provide exceptional service, people will know and recommend others to go and visit you. Question number four is, what is most important? achieving budget or satisfying customers we believe in the same concept in this one as we have answered before but we truly believe in getting happy customers and not just even happy customers we believe in making them extremely happy and satisfied so therefore we believe that it is more important to satisfy the customer than achieving budget we think that if you have this kind of mindset you will perform better and sell more in the long term Question number five is how often should you get in touch with a lead and should you use the same communication method? This is a great question. It depends on which type of sale that you work in and we think that the answer is different depending on what season of life you are in. And therefore, we're going to give you two answers for two different seasons. First season is the rookie. If you are new to sales, we think that you're going to be more in touch with your leads and show some kind of hunger and fire to the people you're in contact with. Because what you lack of in experience, you're going to make up in hustle. And usually when you're new to sales, time is something you have a lot of. 
and therefore you're going to be able to put a lot more time and effort into these leads that you have rather than someone that have been in the game for 10 years and have extremely much to do. But to get really specific to your question, we think that getting in touch every day is a little bit too much. Once a week could be fine depending on what kind of sales you work in. But if you're working in sales with large deals, you maybe want to keep in touch at least once a month. And it also depends on how close the lead is to making a purchase. To answer this question in a better way, we would need some more context into the situation, but don't be afraid to keep in contact more often than you think. You just have to be more creative in the way you contact them. Maybe calling the first time, then sending them a text next time, then an email, and then maybe a handwritten card. We believe that you can keep in touch more often, but you just have to get a lot better to come away with it without coming across as too desperate. Second type of season is the superstar. Most of you who are listening might not be a superstar in sales yet, but you are going to become one someday, and therefore we think that it's important to know how to act when you are one. Simple rule is this, three strikes and you're out which means that if you have tried to contact a lead three times without getting an answer, you don't contact them again. And some people might even have a one strike and you're out approach. If you really don't have any time and that you have so much customer flowing into you that you have to prioritize those who are answering and those who are putting time and energy into the relationship. Therefore, our best tip here is to evaluate how much time you are willing to spend And if if someone isn't answering after one to two reach-outs, maybe hand them to a rookie to keep nurturing them instead. And the last question is, if you should use the same communication method, it depends if the person answering you use that type of method. If they don't answer you when you call, you might send them a text, then an email, and keep rotating like that. And it also depends on what kind of situation you are in, but in general, you should at least rotate with calling and sending a text. And we know that most people are afraid of talking over the phone and maybe prefer contact via email. Then our best tip would be scratch communication over email and start calling over the phone, because that will give you an edge, especially if you're working with a more relationship-based type of sales job. Question number six is... Should you ask questions where your counterpart will answer no? Such as, am I interrupting you? Have you ever heard of X, Y, and Z? Yes, this is something that we really love doing. It is so smart and gives your counterpart the illusion of them having the control over the situation and them being in charge. So think, get the counterpart to say no early on instead of collecting a lot of yeses. This will increase your odds of getting a yes in the end And that is what you really want. Question number seven is, is it a good idea to use reverse psychology such as the following? Instead of saying, shall I stop by you next week? You use, do you have anything against me stopping by your place next week? Amazing question. And again, yes. It is so much easier for a person to say no to something than yes. Especially when you're calling over the phone. So the next time you're cold calling, use this tactic and we are certain that you're going to make more sales than you did before for ourselves when we did this experiment of doing it and not doing it. It did actually double the amount of client meetings we booked just by changing the way we talk 
and making sure that we use this kind of reverse psychology instead. Question number eight is, if a prospect isn't answering over the phone, is it okay to send a text or shall you send an email instead to say that you are trying to reach them? We are not going to go into the laws in this kind of episodes and it's different depending on where on Mother Earth you live, but we would say yes to sending a text after you were calling them. Some people don't want to do that on purpose because they want them to call you back but most of the time people aren't going to call you back unless you send them a text and give you some more information about why you were calling. We are mostly working with calling and sending text in the way we communicate with our customers but if email is the thing that works best for you, go ahead. We believe though that communicating through email makes things slower and we like speed. If you found this episode valuable, feel free to follow the show so you won't miss out on other episodes that come out. It is just one type with a thumb and it will help you save time in the future. Until next time, peace.